welcome to episode 109 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon, and with me, as always, is Casey Brady. This week, we're going to take a look at two David Fincher films. First, we're going to take a look at his newest one, Gone Girl, and for the Movie Club segment, Bob recommended to me, Seven. Yes. And then we will look at our top five David Fincher films. Might as well, right? Absolutely. So, this is kind of a special episode. Yes, yes it is. A solemn episode, if you will. Sad. This but will be my last episode for a while. An indefinite amount of time. A hiatus, so to speak. A hiatus, <sighs> yep. I made it two years. Over two years. Over two years. Without did, a break. Did not think it would be even two weeks. <laughs> we made it two years. Uh, due to school, due yeah. to scheduling. You're a busy man. I will have to take a break. But Bob will keep it going without me. Yeah, he we'll replaced see. me. <laughs> yeah, replaced. So temporary. Uh, yeah, temporary, definitely. Yeah. Hopefully, we get you back. Hopefully, running. Yeah, just for a couple weeks, maybe a month or two. Yeah, but I'll get be back. Get through school. You're a young man. You're in college. You gotta learn. Yeah, you gotta learn your lessons. <laughs> yeah, but I'll be back. You will be back. But let's you can, get all, to <laughs> you can all send an email. <laughs> yes, please send uh, send your emails. I'll say how you want me back, and I'll veto Zane. <laughs> yeah, I'll forward them to me. Yes, or I'll delete them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get to it. Let's not bury this one too much. <laughs> gone girl, you're yes. gone, boy. So let's review <laughs> gone, girl. Yeah. gone girl. This is a good one to leave one, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a uh, ton of hype. It is nominated for Best Picture. No, it's not. Actually, it's I, not. Oh, my god! I just made this mistake, actually, earlier today on Facebook, saying when I was just in a, a thread talking about, like, which movies I've seen. And I'm like, I'd rank Gone Girl here at this certain point. And someone's like, uh, Gone Girl's not nominated. I was like, oh, shit. That's right. Wow. But Yeah, we just... <laughs> So it's it is nominated for best actress for Rosamund Pike, and maybe one other like smaller. Uh, nothing for Ben Affleck. Nope. No. Wow. Nothing but, for director. No. We'll have some, I'll have some stuff to say about okay. that. But as wow, well, plot us up. Uh, this film is about Ben Affleck and Rosalind. Uh, they are married. And all of a sudden, one day, Rosalind goes missing, and Ben decides to call the police. They start investigating and realize that it's more he's, than just a missing person. He's the number one suspect. He's the Could number one murder. suspect in a murder mystery. Ouch. Um, but then you find out there's more than meets the eye. Transformer stuff. Yeah. So, That's, yeah. I don't want to go too much yeah. into it, because there's, there's a big, big time twist. spoilers. We're going to have to talk about it, because it's going to be hard to talk about this movie, I feel like, unless we go at least a little bit into it. Uh, it depends on how far you want to go. I definitely don't want to say the twist. Mm, I feel like we should do a spoiler section. Okay, we'll we'll do a minute spoiler section, but we will tell uh, you beforehand. Yeah, okay. I Maybe think it should be more. more than a minute. It can be more than yeah. a minute. We'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, we will. Um... But yeah, um, it is hugely hyped movie. People very love it. usually uh, it said it was incredible. 
Uh, David Fincher always does incredible work, though. Yes, he does. Uh, ben Affleck, not so much. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Ben. Uh, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> he's not. He's he's done a lot of good work lately, and this was another one. This was a fantastic film um, to an extent. Hmm. This is one of those films I predict in one and a half years we were all we will all forget about it. You think so? Absolutely, almost like Blue Ruin. Um, even though I'm still talking about it, <laughs> um, all is lost. Those type of films that are really good when you watch hmm. them, but in time we're going to forget about them. They will not stick with us. I think it will stick with me. You think so? Yeah, I watched this movie about a month ago, and I said at the time it should be no surprise. I loved it. It was my number two movie of the year. Mm-hmm. And it still is. I it's in my top 100 of all time. Um. I don't know if I could go that far. I mean, I loved it. it I mean, I, yeah, but I, it's not going to stick with you. It won't. I know it won't. It might not. Um, when you do another top 200, say, um, you won't it. remember it until so until you see a picture of it. I mean, once you see the picture of it, you go, oh, wow, I did really like that film. Yeah, I'll put it in. Yeah. But you, if you're just sitting down making a list, you won't remember it in two years. Well, sit, years. while we do remember it, Let's talk about what we did love about it. Yes. Uh, what did we love about it? Everything. <laughs> yeah, it starts off with Ben uh, narrating, saying, all I can think about when I look at you is smashing your head in, <laughs> yeah. uh, doing all these violent acts, and you're like, oh my God, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Is this, this Fincher just kind of trying to say this is what every married couple thinks yeah. about each other? And it is. Uh, it is, yeah. <laughs> um, but then it, then it uh, goes on to show him going through his daily motions, leaving the house. Going to the bar he owns with his sister. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then coming home and seeing his house kind of in shambles. Door not, open, broken glass. Yeah. And then uh, his wife's not there. And he calls the police. And that's when it starts getting a little weird. Uh, mm-hmm. They kind of he, he's wondering he's should he cooperating be completely cooperating completely and then all of a sudden but he's acting in a really weird way yeah like his wife's missing and he's not that concerned about doesn't it. seem that surprised so you're kind of wondering why why is he acting like this who is this guy what is his deal mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and the, it goes on and you find out more and more details and it becomes. It's not just a kidnapping, but there's some violent actions. You see some blood splattered, and um, and now you're realizing this is a violent crime. It's not just going to be a kidnapping. There's a murder that's happened. So who did it? And the, as the film goes on, you see Ben in all different lights. You see him from all these different angles. Yeah. You see it from his side, how he's talking to his sister, and how um, his wife's just been uh, just complete bitch basically mm-hmm. she's a terrible terrible lady to the media he uh, talks about how amazing she, she was amazing amy yeah and then you see him cheat on her well see, he had a mistress you see yeah that so continue you, so. so you see him being kind of the victim but then you see him being the douchebag right um you see the the media victimizing him uh but then at then turning on and turning against him uh, because he's not acting the way they want him to. Yeah. So you're seeing Ben in so many different lights. 
Um, which, to me, that's probably my favorite part, is to see one character portrayed in ten different ways. And uh, really, they, two characters. But I guess we can get into that a little bit later. But Yeah. But yeah, especially Ben Affleck. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. What? I don't know what. Let me pause it. Okay. What? But especially Ben Affleck. I mean, he gets it from all angles. Good, bad, indifferent, mm -hmm. everything. And they really do a great job of showing the media's effect on this kind of uh, investigation. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you see how he's put on a pedestal. He's be made a celebrity even the, the girls are like he's so cute and other ones like Ew. but then it's shown how one little thing can be twisted where and one girl yes. wants to take a picture with him real yeah. quick and so just as usual you would smile in a picture he smiles why is he smiling his wife is dead exactly missing, that yeah. little tiny thing everything scrutinized uh, under a microscope and you even have the uh, the woman the blonde woman who Nancy Grace is basically who it is yeah but it's someone else. It's just someone who goes off the handle and blows up and makes assumptions and yeah, you know, <laughs> terrible he, human being. <laughs> and he owns a bar with his sister, and so now maybe possibly right. there's incest. She is, oh yeah, that yeah, was like, weird. Okay, but it, realistic, but weird. Yeah, yeah. That is kind of what the media would do. Yep, I and mean, you have the sister. Uh, the sister is this great kind of grounded character who is um, she's funny, uh, she's smart. Um, and she's able to be the most realistic character in the whole thing. Yes. Um, 100%. She's 100% real the whole time. Like, the only character that is that. Yeah. And she did a great performance. Because everyone else is slightly exaggerated in some form. Yes. Um, where you have Ben. Uh, he is this guy who is, like, ultra popular even though he's like 40 years old he's somehow yeah. you know the idol of all the the women in the world um and then also he's married to this lady who you find out uh she's not this perfect amazing amy yeah. uh that her parents actually Wrote fictionalized about, yeah. her entire Children's life books. Yeah, they, she, they wrote children's books about her life, but they fictionalized it all, such as her making the team, even though in reality she didn't make yeah. the football team, or not the football team, volleyball, volleyball whatever. Team. Yeah. Uh, she wasn't married when they said she was, and so forth. Yeah. Um, so she wasn't this perfect person, and she kind of resented the fictional character, so she started acting out in real life, and some of the things she did in real life were crazy. Yeah. She's a crazy lady. And mostly this comes out because they were so rich and successful in New York, living it up, living they were the perfect couple and then the economy falls, he loses his job and he's forced not forced, but he moves back to be with his sick mother back in the small town where there's not much to do, she doesn't know anybody. But, and the thing is though, you wonder what it if that's fully accurate. Right. Um, this entire film is about perspective. Exactly. It's completely about perspective. What's real, what's and not. And how it's all biased, whether because the one perspective is from a crazy person, that is mm -hmm. extremely biased. If the one person is from a, um egomaniac, then it's even more biased. Maybe not even more biased, but just as biased. Uh, you have it from the media, and the media is... 
a very um, self-centered in yeah. a way. So they're going to make everything biased and so forth. And so any part of this story, you don't know what's real. You can yeah. never figure out what is fully real. I mean, you can you can kind of piece it together. Yeah. But no one perspective is right. Yeah, and even when I first started watching, I'm like, this is weird. I wouldn't expect this from David Fincher because everything was so perfect and over the top. And I'm like, this is like a bad romantic comedy or a romantic movie. But then it, it makes 100% sense at a certain point. It does, yeah. Especially, um, that's the best part is... When you're watching the beginning and you see how Ben Affleck is acting, you're kind of like, wow, is he just acting bad? Is this just a really weird character? Uh, did he possibly do something? And then you find out why he's acting this way. And it's like, wow, wow, that's that explains it all. Yeah. Except it doesn't. There's something a little bit quirky still. And then later on, you find out something else, and you're like, oh, my God. Yes. That yes. tells you even more. Like, you just keep finding out more and more and more about these characters. But then at the same time, you're finding out less and less and less because everything you've learned previously disqualifies is Disqualifies the past. It disqualifies the past. And it is, it's put into question. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't believe anyone. Yes. And, I mean, the whole time, it's exciting to watch. It's extremely exciting. Yeah. yeah. It almost felt... Like it had the thrill ride of uh, Zodiac. Zodiac, yes. This is a very similar feeling when you're watching it. It's a, Again, it's a long movie like Zodiac, but it goes by really fast because you're constantly mm -hmm. engaged. You're constantly guessing I, things and trying to figure things out. So your your mind is constantly active and basically par participating in the movie. Yeah, well, this movie actually wasn't that long. It was only, I think, two, two hours. Two and a half hours, I thought. If even that. Close to it, yeah. Uh, but it feels a lot it does feel a lot longer but in a really good way yeah I would it's agree like that. you get so much content yes uh, but it's really it's it's content that is worth putting in Excuse and it's me. surprisingly funny in parts too especially um, Tyler Perry's character the lawyer which was he's really really good he is really good um, a lot of times when he's inserted in a film it kind of cheapens it in a way, not to take anything away from Tyler Perry, but um, just because he's such a presence, you know who he is, and, and yeah, it's but he he does a great fell job right into character was yeah. perfect as this lawyer who's like this big time like I don't know celebrity lawyer basically he only takes on the biggest cases yeah and one of the funnier parts I thought was when they're rehearsing an interview that Ben Affleck's about to do and he's like. You tr try it again. That's too wooden. You're being too wooden. Basically saying that Ben Affleck, in general, people complain that his acting is wooden. Yeah. I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah. Um, the um, score. How about the score? Uh, it's almost... I actually was listening to it, like, before this podcast, to try to find a opening uh, musical number type mm -hmm. thing, and... By itself, it sucks. There's, like... It's all just sounds and quiet and a noise it's like it's not a cohesive score that you could listen to by itself but i felt like in the movie it was atmospheric and it worked i don't remember specific things i just remember that it added to the to feel yeah, of it when it's with the film itself it completely works i, I haven't listened to it without mm -hmm. it uh but it, it intensifies it it makes it a thrill ride it makes it a mystery um 
And I feel like that's probably with a lot of Fincher films. Yes. Um, it's more, uh, what's the word? It's functional, functional music, uh, functional noise. Yeah. More so than just aesthetic. Like a, yeah, like a Steven Spielberg score. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Obviously, he doesn't do score, but that solves movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he's very meticulous about his score, though. Uh, I mean, he puts a lot of time and effort into going over with, with the compo- yeah. composer uh, what he wants. But uh, even still, it's more about aesthetics. It's more about creating a type of emotion. I mean, that's what all score is trying to do, even Fincher's. But Fincher's is really functional. It's extremely functional. Um but the the this is like I said, it's a mystery. There's a very very great mystery aspect to it. Um, I feel like throughout the whole film, you you are saying what what is reality? What's happened here, and who did it? Yep. Is she kidnapped? Is she dead? Is she alive? If she's kidnapped, who kidnapped her? Uh, if she if she died, who killed her? Why did they kill her? If she's alive. Why is she alive? What is like <laughs> yeah. what? Um, and all of these thoughts are going through your mind, at least mine, and it just kept me guessing and guessing. And whenever I thought I knew something, something happened. Something happened that kind of put into question. Uh, for the most part, I ca- I could guess. Really? I, yeah, probably within about thirty minutes, I guessed the actual whole mm-hmm. thing. Um, because you kind of guessed the. What's the least likely thing to happen makes <laughs> yeah. it the most likely thing to happen. Something like that, yeah. 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 But even with that, the way all the puzzle pieces fit together, they fit really nicely that allowed me to enjoy the ride anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love how this sh- you see how everyone's investigating it. The cops, they're investigating it in a certain way. Ben Affleck and his sister are investigating their own way. Uh, the girl's parents are investigating it their own way. And mm-hmm. I just love how it all comes together. Yeah, and one way they make it all come together, though, is by showing present moments and then uh, periodic flashbacks. Uh, once again, those flashbacks are all biased, depending on whether it's from the wife's diary or whether from the, the husband's uh, interview with the cops or what, yeah. whoever it is who's creating these flashbacks. Um, but that it worked really, really well. Uh, you immediately knew it was a flashback, but you knew what it correlated with because of how it was happening at a very certain time in the the movie. Yeah, uh, it was it was um, what do you? They were forced flashbacks. Yeah, by the characters themselves. It's so, almost as if David Fincher knows what he's doing. Almost, <laughs> he's an amazing director. He really is. If you look at his filmography... I will never... I will anticipate any movie he's making in the future. I don't care what it is. If it's Gone Girl 2, if it's the next Girl with Dragon Tattoo, I don't care. I'm going to watch it no matter how good or bad it looks. Well, Just because he's... He never fails you. At least, especially recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into that more with our top five. But even like the cinematography was great. Yeah, it was. He likes to use a wide variety of different shots. Yeah. Whether it's close range, far away, medium, different angles, aerials, uh, just everything. Yeah. 
the lighting he uses all sometimes they're very vibrant it's uh, a very slick look he has yeah especially all his movies kind of recently again like seven and fight club those kind of movies had a slightly but different look but from the his 90s his digital films, his 90 yeah. films they actually they felt very 90s yes they did. Um, which was almost I don't want to say generic but kind of generic mm -hmm. but basically now, since curious case of Benjamin button onward they've had a like a grayish sleek look to them in mm -hmm. a way if that makes sense yeah um, should we do a little bit of spoiler section yeah we can do a little bit of spoiler say section. five minutes five minutes okay starting now okay so yes the huge twist. The huge twist is that she is alive. She's alive, and she is an evil genius. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, at one point, she um, makes uh, a boyfriend uh, go to jail. Or not go to jail, but uh, get on the... Uh, rape charges? Yeah, accuses him of rape. <laughs> and they show how she does it at a certain point? Yeah. Oh, my God. This is terrible. Oh, how she shoves she... a wine bottle up there forcefully to make it look like a rape. And yeah, how about the attention to detail though? How she's escaping, she's going off, she's trying to disguise herself. So she's eating, she's constantly eating chips. This and the way they subtly made her face, make her look fatter, her face look fatter. Yeah, and how uh, how she says you got to always have a best friend, so you should be friends. Yeah, kind of the the idiot in the the neighborhood. Um, and I even love how it backfires on her at a certain point where she gets her money stolen from her because of this friend. Yeah. And she has to. She thinks she's so slick. She's so cool. And she is. She's so she smart. She definitely is. But when it comes to brute force. She's she, not at that level. Yeah. Where it's like the the true criminal of the, you know, lower class criminal type. Exactly. But man, she was awesome. She's my favorite part of this movie, hands down. Yeah. I wish she would win the Oscar, but unfortunately I don't think she's going to. She was she was pretty darn incredible. Yeah. Not to take anything away from Ben, because Ben no, was actually was really, really good. really good. Perfect for the role. But she was this perfect psychopath. And even the way when she comes back to town, how it's like she gets everyone to believe all her story, even though it's so ridiculous. I think that was on purpose. Like it's she has obviously the blood is still on her from when she killed Neil Patrick Harris, who was in an interesting role, mm -hmm. she's—it's so obvious that she's lying, and but they're like, the one cop questions her, and everyone's like, "What is wrong with you? This yeah. woman has been through so much, and it just goes to show that a good story can cover up for obvious lies." Yeah, and I just love how she sets up Ben with the the, yes. the book in the furnace, the uh, all the stuff from the, the, the credit the cards, yeah. in the shed. Yeah, the clues, mm -hmm. just everything. She, she is this mad genius. Yes. <laughs> One of my favorite lines was in when when she's meeting Neil Patrick Harris at the bar, mm -hmm. and she sees the press conference on the screen, and it's the press conference of the girl that he was cheating on with, and she's wearing this buttoned-up shirt, and she's like. Oh come on! Where's your giant? Come on, me tits now! <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell? Yeah, you know she's she's, she's awesome. crazy. Yeah, she is. And crazy. then she falls in love with Ben Affleck all over again. Yeah, just because his fake personality, which that's what she wants. Yeah, and she realizes that she realizes it. It's yeah. all fake. And what do you feel about the ending when they get back together? Basically, she forces him. 
that's the thing that made like you kind of see Ben's also crazy yeah, in a way. They're perfect for each other. He's sort of like he's in. <laughs> he's a little bit more sane, but yeah. he's still insane because he kind of actually likes it in a he way. He does. He likes the attention. Yeah. He is like. Obviously, they show him trying to find ways to get around it, but he can try harder. Yeah, know? absolutely. <laughs> and then, what, at the end, she's pregnant, right? Um, I think that's how it basically ended. Yes. And she yeah. said, at least until this kid's 18, you're going to be with me, or something like that. We're going to be mm. the perfect couple. And yeah. I, now, I, am, I didn't see how there could be a Gone Girl 2 going into the movie, but now I really want to see it. Actually, is that what people are saying? There's going to be a gone apparently book? Fincher, same writer, same cast, same director. Uh, what there's already like the, in talks to do it sequel, and I th- I could see how it could be done because you can show how he him just trying to get away and her pulling him in and see how that works with the kid involved. Yeah, I feel like it's perfectly ended right where it is. I do too, but um, I I would watch more. I would too. I don't know if they can if he can replicate it again. The same feel mm-hmm. in this with this scenario, so I just leave it as it is. It's a great film. Leave it. I agree, but still, it's intriguing. Yeah, that's about it for spoilers. Yeah, but anything else? No, yeah, that's. I mean, I think we did a pretty good job of dissecting this film. Yes, awesome movie. So, what would you give it? Nine and a half out of ten. I give it a nine. All right. Nine. Yep. I do I do feel still that in a year or two yeah. we will forget. Well, let's talk about it in a year or two. Okay. If, if, we we remember. Yeah, if we remember. Yeah. I'll set a reminder on my phone right now for so. February 20th, 2017. Okay, done. So, let's talk about the other Fincher movie of the episode. Seven. Seven. With Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. Yes. It is a uh, murder, psychological thriller. Another mystery, kind of. Not as much. Yeah, uh, where Morgan Freeman is this cop retiring, and Brad Pitt is this newly transferred uh, detective. Um, They get put on the same case, and they find out that it is a serial killer who is going through all the seven deadly sins. You have greed, envy... Uh, gluttony, um, all the Lusts. other ones, lust, all the other ones, yeah. uh, and basically he's killing his victims uh, that are afflicted by that that sin. And you find out that it is Kevin Spacey. Uh, of course, we are in spoilers uh, <laughs> yeah. for the entirety yes. of the film club segment, as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, Your boy, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey. And basically, that I mean, that's it. They 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 go it's through. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. And they they try to solve the mystery. Yes. And you, I was surprised that you had never seen this. I hadn't seen it, and um, the reason why was because I was told it's not the best. Really. That, um, it's kind of your typical Morgan Freeman '90s film where, like, along came spy, a spider. Uh, He's done a couple of these cop type films, yeah. uh, where he's very solid. Everyone's very solid. Gone girl, um, not gone girl. Gone baby, gone. Uh, it's all very solid, but nothing like phenomenal. And I thought, well, then that, that's kind of like my afternoon movie I might watch one day. Yeah, 
but I'm not going to go out and seek it. So but that's I why I made I didn't you want seek it. it. You did make me seek it. Uh, and from what everyone told me, it's pretty much your kind of afternoon. Really? Uh, you didn't like it that much? It's okay. Every, there's nothing like wrong with it. Uh, definitely very solid performances by Morgan Freeman. He tries to play it under a little bit too much, but for the most part it works. Brad Pitt is a little bit uh, kind of hyper jumping around everywhere. Yeah. But it still works. He's still pretty good. Uh, Kevin Spacey plays a decent creepy guy. Not the best. One of the weaker parts. Really? I thought he was great. I mean, again, it's been a while since I've seen it. And he's pretty good, but he's still one of the weaker parts. Everything's very straightforward, though. Uh, all It seems like it's been done before. It's very cliche. Uh, you, you've seen this movie a million times if you've seen movies. Or maybe they copied Seven. No. <laughs> um, if 100% feels like a 90s film, I guess it's... I mean, 95, slapped dab in the middle of the 90s. And that could be why I love it so much, was I was probably, when I saw it, I was probably like 12, you know? It was probably one of the early R-rated movies that I saw, uh, and first movies of this type. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's very solid. It's a good movie to watch. I'm not saying it's not, um, but it's, it's better than mediocre, but it's not better than good. Gotcha. Uh, What about... Now you understand my reference when I say, What was in a box? Yeah. What was in a box? Have you ever said that? Yeah. And you're oh. like, what? Oh. <laughs> yeah, the ending. Uh, Crazy ending. It took me a second because when you're going there, he goes, <laughs> there's two more bodies left. Uh, and you see his wife die and then yeah. he kills himself. And her head is in the box. Yeah, yeah. Her head's in the box. Um her head is in a box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's definitely, uh, I will give this to it, it's definitely an engaging movie. I really was interested the whole way throughout. I didn't really get bored with it. I wanted to see what was happening next. Um, I wanted to see how he was going to develop the next deadly sin, whether it was gluttony where he, the guy ate himself yes. to death. He forced him to just keep on eating. It's really gross. Uh, yeah. Um, or some of the other ones. I I think it was like he flayed the lawyer or oh, something. Yeah. He was like really disgusting. Uh, it's a really dark movie. It's pretty gruesome. Yeah. Uh, it's dark in the sense that it's dark uh, material, but it's also like the actual camera is pretty dark. Yeah. Um, a lot of the scenes are dark. The lighting is. Um, what about the detective work? Did you feel like they did a good job showing them uh, going from case to case and in between? Pretty it's, generic. He's not at Zodiac levels yet. They're nowhere <laughs> near at Zodiac level. They're not, they're not Sherlock Holmes type of level. They're not finding the craziest clue that then leads them to the weirdest conclusion. Um, it's pretty generic law and order type mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, this movie's when I started to fall in love with Brad Pitt. Uh, Brad Pitt, I, re- I did like Brad Pitt. Between this, Fight Club, 12 Monkeys, that was the same like kind of era. Yeah, this is Brad... Uh, Fight Club is almost right after this, mm-hmm. isn't it? 98, maybe? Yeah, I so. think so. Um, 
Yeah, I guess not too much to it's say. Not, I mean, I'm really surprised you recommended this to me. Just felt like because we're doing Fincher and you hadn't seen it, I felt like it's in my bottom, yeah. near the bottom of my top 100 of all times. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. You Again, should rewatch it. I should rewatch. You it. would not if it's in your top 100. Yeah. I would be extremely surprised. Right. Like extremely. I don't know what the general consensus is. I think it's like your I think everyone considers it your average movie. Um It's nothing yeah. special. It's like Well, now I don't want to rewatch it. It's going to be the next uh Into the Storm. Not Into the Storm. The Perfect Storm. storm. Yeah. I mean, it's your typical, it's your typical action thriller. It's a little bit more than it is a little bit more, yeah. Because you are engaged throughout the whole film, but it's nothing like spectacular. Enough said. And it's, I would say, at most, and it is being really generous, an eight. Okay. Really generous. Roger that. I'd say <laughs> closer to seven, seven and a half. Seven. Yeah, I mean, seven for seven. Seven for seven. There you go. Alright, I'll just go ahead and say it. It's my number five David Fincher movie. Is it? Yes. He um, is one of my favorite directors, like we've talked about. Yeah, when making this list, that didn't even come across <laughs> my mind. I don't even know how you could possibly... Wow. Again, it's been With a while. this list, there's it's been new, a while. It's impossible that you could have that on this list. Impossible. I do love me some Curious Case of Benjamin Button, so that might slip... It's way into number five, I guess. I shouldn't even make it. Oh my <laughs> What's God. your number five? The Social Network. Wise guy. The Social Network. It's a classic. Yeah, so uh, it's a. It was definitely a big film. Uh, I don't. I didn't like it anywhere near as much as you. So I'm guessing this is like your number two, <laughs> which is crazy because if it you was s- snubbed for the Oscar. I definitely think my list is the best. Um, it was nominated, right? Yeah, it was the runner-up, basically. Everyone thought it was going to win, and it was shocked. Who won? I don't remember. Oh. Hey, that goes to show it was snubbed. <laughs> Can't even remember the winner. I uh, think it was the King's Speech. Which deserves it. Um, it's a really good film. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg does a good job. He's amazing. This is when I fell in love with Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's, I mean, he's good. And Andrew Garfield, your Spider-Man himself, he is really good in this movie. Yeah, he's a good actor. I think once he gets past the Spider-Man and gets back to doing real, real work, uh, he'll prove himself again. Yeah, I mean, he's he's good. Uh, and the you have the Lone good. Ranger as the twins. Lone Ranger. Oh, is that? Yeah, Army Hammer. He's the twins. Army the two Hammer. Blonde. Uh, Was it one person? Yes, he played both the, roles. Wow, that makes me respect them even more. Um, yeah, yeah. It's. A, I mean, I'm, I know we're going to hear more about yeah, it. Yeah. So um, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Number four for me is Fight Club. Another classic. Woo! Four. That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, it's in my top one hundred for sure. Edward Norton, Brad Pitt, so great. The twist, love the twist. I didn't see it coming the first. No, time I, I don't it. think anyone did. Yeah, it's almost like this, a Sixth Sense style. And it's you got like twist. you got to go back and rewatch and yes. see, you know. So classic. Edward Norton again, one of my favorite actors. Yeah, he does a phenomenal job. <laughs> Brad Pitt does a great job, uh, being a little bit more on the water. Helena Bottom Carter. 
She plays the chick. Yeah, that's her name, Bottom Carter. Yeah, she's was Tim Burton's uh, either girlfriend or wife at some mm. point. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a freaking classic movie. Meatloaf. <laughs> the fight scenes are great. Was that Meatloaf as... Uh, He's Big Bob or whatever. Robert Paulson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is Meatloaf? Yes, from Celebrity oh, Apprentice fame. My God. <laughs> wow. That's like... This is the greatest episode we've ever done. <laughs> yeah. I do feel like, again, I haven't seen this one almost as long as I haven't seen Seven, but I do feel like this one will hold up way better. Oh, it, it should. It should, definitely. The scene when uh, Edward Norton's like punching himself in his boss's office. Yeah. <laughs> that That's great. Man, meatloaf. Meatloaf. Oh, I love to eat meatloaf as well. It's a great meal. My number four is Gone Girl. Okay, it's my number three. Number three. Uh, I mean, I almost feel like it's a, a little bit because we just watched it, and it's could be, could be I, fresh. Yeah, fresher for me. You said you watched it a month ago. Yeah, and it's still I stayed there. Um, and it's definitely a great film. There's nothing to really knock about it. Almost at I all. I didn't have a single negative thing to say about it. Yeah, it's only behind Boyhood because Boyhood is one of the best movies ever made. So. No, it's not. Um. <laughs> So you already said your number three, yes. then. My number three, two, and one are so close to each other okay. that it's almost, it was impossible to pick. Well, just pick. But I'm going to say number three <laughs> is The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Okay. A phenomenal film. Honorable mention for me. That's the dumbest thing ever, but it's a phenomenal film. Um, I, I am so dumbfounded that they didn't make the, the, the two others. Uh, I feel like they, they still are, might. I think they are. I think actually Fincher might be. Yeah, um, I'd watch it in a heartbeat. But I don't think any of the same actors. Really, not even Elizabeth. Maybe Rooney Mara. Maybe. Um, I don't see how Daniel Craig could with the Bond stuff and all. Yeah, but he should be able to. Come on, actors be. are really hardworking individuals that work. <laughs> well, they probably do. Like, I mean, as much as we think they they don't, I'm sure they are very hardworking. Um, I it's it is a mystery film that if you have not read the books, if not watched the what French versions or is they are they uh, French Swedish Swedish there you go. Um, if you know nothing about it, you will be so intrigued by I what agree. is to come. And that's the problem for me personally. I read the book first, read all the books, then I watched all the Swedish movies. And then I saw, I was so burnt out by the time I got oh. to this. It is easily the best iteration of this story. I don't know how you could do much better than it, but I was just so burnt out. I knew it so much back and forth that it was like just another version, a great version. Don't get me wrong, but I, it was a little boring just because of that. You, yeah, if you really are missed out. Because I wish I wouldn't have shown so, off previous things. It is so good. I was so surprised at how much I was wondering what's going to happen next. I it's mean, it is crazy. a great movie. I give it an and, eight and, and a half the idea out of ten, that this family, rich family, owns this island and everything's happening on the secluded island, and you know, like the the bad person is one of the family members. Yeah, and, and Elizabeth is such a great character. Yeah, she really. I mean, from what everyone tells me and describes the from her from the books I didn't think I was going to like her this movie I loved her in it um, I like the books I like the books better than the Swedish version uh, movies and then I liked 
the Fincher movie better than the book. Mm. So, and it's just it is phenomenal. It, the only complaint I could see from it is it is really cold. Oh, it is. It's a very cold movie. It is, but that I loved it. And it fits in because it's snowing. And, I, I, mean, I, I, re, I still remember the cat now. And I'm just thinking of that cat. Yeah, that's true. The cat's killed outside the home. Oh, my God. Maybe I should rewatch it since it's been maybe because I watched all, did all three of those pretty close to each other. Now that it's been some time, I might want to revisit it. But my number two is The Social Network. Oh wow! What a great script from Aaron Sorkin. Such fast-paced, witty, just boom, bada boom, bing, bing, ding, ding, and uh, from a a novel that apparently was really hard to adapt because mm-hmm. it was just it was Mark Zuckerberg's how he created Facebook. I guess I don't know. I didn't read the book, but they really brought it to life. They really, I don't know how true to life it is. If this is how big of an asshole Mark Zuckerberg is in real life. I don't think it is. But I don't care. Because... Yeah, it doesn't matter. It is just a great script. And when you give a director like David Fincher a great script, it's just going to make it that much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely probably my top 50 of all time. Top 50? Ah, I'd, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Not even close. What's your number two? My number two is Fight Club. It is a great, 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 great film... Um, the surprise, oh, amazing surprise yeah. twist. Surprise! Um, definitely one of the ones you got to go back and rewatch to see what you what you missed. Much like you because too, Mama Tom. Yeah, I mean it's one of the ones that you almost want to say, "Oh, he just put it in there to put it in there," but no, it's not. Not even close. Like it, like it feels like it fits so well. But then the acting is so awesome. But then all the individual scenes are great. But when you combine all the individual scene, scenes, it makes almost like a masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, this is one that's so hyped up, but it's well-deserved hype. I agree. I love the ending with the buildings exploding. Yeah. Boom, boom. Yeah, and the, even the with message. That song, I love that like song. Like the actual theme. Maybe whether you agree with it or not. It's so fluent throughout the film that you, you get it. Yeah. You know? Yep. My number one? Your and number your one. number one? Zodiac. Zodiac, yeah. How about it? A movie that I said was so overrated and and was okay. Yeah. Now it's my number one. And it's in like my top 30 of all time. It's that good. <laughs> it is that. Like when I watched it, you're like, what are you talking about? You know, like I felt. Man, maybe he's right. But no, there's no way no, because I it was is. so wrong. I've never been more wrong about a movie. It is that good. And I liked it. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal, Robert Downey Jr., everything I, about it, it is, it's a masterpiece. It's a perfect movie, I think. It's very close to being a perfect uh, It might even thriller. end up higher than 30 all time yeah. as time goes on. And it's I think definitely an incredible thriller. It really is. Uh, especially for one that's three hours long yeah. over the story, if not more. You yeah. Know? And I wish it was longer. Like, I want to just... Yeah. You know, At Mark very, Ruffalo, I forgot. He's so good. He is, yeah. At the very end, though, when you see... Uh, who was the guy who was... So, who they're kind of saying, was it? The guy from Fargo. The guy from Fargo? He was the husband to the girl cop's character in Fargo. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I don't know his name. I don't know either. He was also in Gotham. He's so good in this movie, though. Yeah. So um, creepy. That, when that was, like, that kind of final scene, it was sad because it was like, yeah, the film's over now. You know, you don't, and obviously in real life, they never found out who it was. It was definitely that guy. Uh, Had to be. I don't know for sure. But, that's, like, it's just so, like, I did so much research after the yeah, film, it really makes because you, of how good it was, you became Jake Gyllenhaal's character. Yeah, like you try <laughs> to start decoding, and oh yeah. my god, and it's so scary. And this is one of the only films that I can say, because it's based off a true story, I think that it even makes it even better. Yeah, I never care if it's based off a true story or not. To me, it means nothing. The pace is so good. Mm-hmm. The pace, how you jump in time, it's so natural, and it just. Uh, Even when it's like three or four years later, you know, it's just, it's normal. Yeah, it just feels right the way it's done. My only nitpick is nobody likes animal crackers that much. What do you mean? Mark Ruffalo is always like, got the animal crackers in the Uh, glove compartment. Well, he was diabetic, wasn't he? So he needed the little bit of sugar? Maybe. I don't know, I'm just making that (laughs) up. He might have a bit. I do like animal crackers, but not that much. You're not that much. Uh, yeah. What else did you watch? I watched one film, and it was A Mighty Wind. Okay. Christopher yep. Guest. Uh, never seen any of his movies? Never seen any. Uh, waiting for uh, Guffman. Guffman. You have Best in Show. For Your Consideration. Uh, for Your Consideration. I don't think I've seen For Your Consideration. i have to see which one that was. And he's involved in This Is Spinal Tap, right? Yes. He I've, didn't direct it, I don't think. I don't even. I don't know if he I've wrote it or one. he was just an actor in right. it. Um, but he's involved somehow. He was I definitely. Did, I've an seen actor. that one and I like it a lot. Yeah, he actually went around for a long time uh, with the people who also played in This Is Spinal Tap, and they did tours. Yeah, that's they, cool. He, he's also a part musician. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, speaking of uh, the main guy uh, in This Is Spinal Tap, the blonde hair. Mm-hmm. He's in Better Call Saul. Is it? He's pretty, pretty good in it. But anyway, um, I digress. But so, A Mighty Wind is about uh, if you if you ever seen any of Christopher Guest movies, they're usually these mockumentaries, uh, and he has pretty much the exact same ensemble cast. Yeah. Uh, in all of his films, he loves to use the same people. Um, but this one is about folk artists coming together for one final folk show, like. <laughs> Pretty much like 20 years after the folk craze died out. Um, Eugene Levy? Yeah, he's in that. And it's... Catherine O'Hara. You have like um, the Sonny and Cher couple. You have uh, kind of like the modernized uh, folk band. I don't know. I can't think of one right now off the top of my head. Uh, And then you have the old trio, uh, like the barbershop quartet type of Group. Right, uh, and I'm I'm like I always love whenever in a film there's like mediocre singing by an actor or actress. <laughs> I for some reason just love it's it, uh, and so I love this film because it was all mediocre right. singing. <laughs> That's all it was, uh, and it was really good. It was really really funny. It's actually extremely funny. Uh, if you like Christopher Guest, you're really gonna like this film. This possibly is my favorite. Of really. This. Possibly. A lot of people like Best um, in Show. Uh, well, everyone... Actually, Best in Show is uh, usually like their second or third. 
Waiting for Guffman is everyone's oh, favorite okay. uh, Christopher Guest film, it seems. Uh, or most people's. I think A Mighty, uh, a Mighty Wind is pretty good. I really like it. I would like to see all of his films, because uh, they're they're definitely suited for me. I, I definitely like yeah. it. I like the, his humor. I have to try them out eventually. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know if they're your cup of tea, but cup of coffee, please. Exactly. <laughs> it's more of a tea tea type of <laughs> crowd. All right. Well, I watched some movies that I've been meaning to check out. Mad Max, the original. You did watch I it. I watched it. Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson. The Mel? He's a cop in this post-apocalyptic world where it's the gangs versus the cops. And, um, yeah. Overrated. <laughs> wow. Um, it? Yeah, I would give it like a six and a half out of ten. I mean, it's okay. has some cool chase scenes, some decent action. I hear that the second one's a lot better, so I'm going to give that one a try as well. Mm-hmm. But to me... I just didn't see why this series is so beloved, at least from this first iteration. Mel Gibson is, he's quiet in this. He's not as much of a badass as I thought he was going to be. Now, do you like Mel Gibson or no? I like Lethal Weapon. Uh, the Patriot? No, I don't like The Patriot. Oh my God, you hate Mel Gibson. <laughs> I hate Mel Gibson. No, he's, he's no Kevin Costner. I like The Beaver. The Beaver? Him and where he has the hand puppet of the beaver. Oh. That's pretty good. Um, but, yeah, I was just underwhelmed by Mad Max. Hmm. I'm That's just, really disappointing. I mean, I do, I'm going to watch it. It's almost like a little bit of The Warriors. Have you ever seen that? Actually, I saw a part of it and I didn't like it. So It's a little bit like that. Um, I'm not really into cars. <laughs> Is that what this is about? It's, no, it's not. It's really. just a lot of driving and high speed chases, and mm-hmm. unless you're drive, then I don't know. It doesn't typically do anything for me. Was the Rover better? Hmm. I'd watch Mad Max again before I watched the Rover. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the Rover? Nope. Okay. Tarantino says the Rover is pretty darn good. Well, who are you gonna same trust, with, me or Tarantino? Same with the. Mad Max. He likes it? Yeah. A lot of people do. But a movie I did like, Howl's Moving Castle. Did you? I watched it. Is it as good as I th- say it is? It's pretty darn good. Um, it's probably my number five Studio Ghibli. Five favorite, which is pretty good. The only yeah. ones ahead of it I have are Wind Rises, Ponyo, Spirited Away, and... Princess? Uh, Princess Mononoke. But this would be a, like a, a light eight and a half, heavy mm-hmm. eight. Really unique. Again, the art style, that goes without saying. But yeah. I really love the story. At first, I wasn't sure how much I was going to get into it. But it wasn't too long after that. As soon as she would turn into an old woman and gets on this moving castle, I was hooked. Yeah. Love the flame character. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I, it's. I don't know everything about it. It's just so, so unique and so mystical. And yeah, just fantastic. Uh, yeah, it really was. It's like that part of Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. It was just more of that, and uh, yeah, I loved how. I thought towards the end it got a little bit. I don't know, less interesting. 
Mm-hmm. I liked it the best in the middle when she was first getting on this movie castle and meeting the characters and developing the relationships. Yeah. Once it got into like the the just the the plot of it all, it wasn't as interesting for me. But I did mm-hmm. enjoy it quite a bit. I watched Battleship Potemkin all did, the way through. You watched all it all the way yes. through. I can see why it's high regarded for a silent black and white movie. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. There's great scenes. It's split into five parts. It's a story of this crew who... They're fed, trying to be fed this rotten meat, and they don't want to eat it. Some of the people refuse to eat it, so... So, uh... The captain or whatever, they line them up, they're going to execute them. But then there's a mutiny, a revolution, they overthrow it, and they land offshore at this I want to say Italian or some kind of land and again more stuff happens there's this big uh, big brawl basically on this land where there's this one scene where a baby's carriage is going down the steps with the baby in it and uh, very anxiety ridden because you don't know is the baby going to be okay didn't this actually lead to like the Bolshevik uprising or something Potentially, I was reading a little bit of backstory. It was very significant uh, back in its day, mm-hmm. but it's just for what it was—a very short, silent movie. It was really, really good. It's just not really my thing. It felt like homework watching it. You know, it mm-hmm. felt like eating your vitamins, eating your oatmeal. But it is really good. Seven and a half, heavy seven and a half out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> You should watch it if you you know you want uh, if you want to do your homework. It's yeah, I mean homework worth doing. I just yeah, silent films. It's hard to get into silent silent films is the only type that have whether they're modern like the artist. I couldn't get into that very much either. I I I want to hear. Yeah, it's a big yeah. part of it. It's just like audio. That's, what, that's why I like movies so much. Because it's both. Combined. It's sight and sound. Exactly. It's multimedia. That's why I'd rather watch a movie than listen to an audio book, too. Because you need them both. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was interesting. Uh, I watched Get On Up, the James Brown biopic. Very pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed this movie. Hmm. Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman, the guy that was 42... I mean, he was 42. He was Jackie Robinson, and now he was James Brown. He's amazing. He is awesome. I can't wait till he stops only doing biopics of famous black uh, athletes and music stars. Mm-hmm. He was also Jim Brown in The Express. Uh, he's going to be... I can't wait to see him be Black Panther in the Marvel movies. He's going to be so good. This was a very unique biopic. It jumped all around from when he was old back when he was young flashback flash forward and it's a really weird meta style to it where occasionally James Brown's character or someone will look at dead in the camera and talk straight to the camera like from a flashback and I don't know I was I didn't I thought this would be like a 6 out of 10 and just be like a eh, standard biopic about a famous guy I actually was really interested by James this got me more in, interested in James Brown than I was before I watched it, so I consider and that a success. Extreme success, yeah. yeah that's 
usually with heavy the seven and a half out of ten. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Uh, the only other thing would be on FX last weekend. They had like a Marvel marathon. <laughs> Rewatched the Incredible Hawk with Edward Norton. Two thousand eight. Yes. Was uh, Robert Downey Jr. in it? He was in the 2008 He was one. in the after credits scene. Oh, okay. At the bar or something. I can't... I don't know. Could be wrong. But still enjoyed it. Is then, McNulty in that one or no? Yes. No, wait. No, it's... Uh, is McNulty... McNulty's in another Hawk movie where he's... And he's the father absorbing and he's... Man. Yeah. Oh, he, is that what he is? Absorbing? I thought yeah. he was also an incredible Hawk. I don't think so. I thought it was I like Sam's... A, uh, the guy from Big Lebowski is the uh, is the dad, right? The colonel. I thought it was Nick. No, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know. I Whatever it, is. it was, the enjoyable movie. Yeah. Uh, Thor, the original Thor, still not very good. Has its moments, but not very good. He throws the cups that the cups down on the ground. I'll take another. He throws. That's <laughs> the best part. Okay. Of any movie ever. And then they played the Avengers. Enjoyable. Very enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait for the next one. And I rented Despicable Me for Mackenzie. She watched it three times today. Three times in one day? Yes. <laughs> Man. And we have it. I'm off tomorrow. I am afraid she's going to want to watch it again. It's okay. It's okay. I don't have any news. I shot my loaded all in the last episode. I, that's, I don't like that. Enough. <laughs> I use them all up like dirty. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, in theaters this past weekend, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Is that number one at the box office? It certainly was. It made eighty-one and a half million shades oh. of money. Holy crap! Broke the February record, I think. That's really surprising. And it's supposedly terrible. Obviously. Wow. That's crazy. Maybe that'll be the movie review in your comeback in a couple months. <laughs> Can't wait. You'd think I recommended it to you with that content. Uh, Kingsman, The Secret Service, also came Which you out. thought looked awesome. I still I do. It looks stupid. It's got good reviews. Um, made $35.5 million. Not bad. Not bad. Brian Vaughn. Wait. Matthew Vaughn is a is a really good action director. I'm I'm still interested. Okay, that'll be your comeback movie. Or no, I won't. <laughs> you'll wait actually. Uh, and the last five years, a musical starring Anna Kendrick, which I don't give a shit about. Sorry to say. On Redbox next week, Lucy comes out, the Scarlett Johansson mm. action movie. St. Vincent, Bill Murray, Melissa McCarthy, feel good movie of the year. Yeah, that's, I think that's going to be really good. I've mixed, I have the judge style expectations going mm. into it. The Box Trolls, animated movie, up for best animated of the year. Really good. It's, I am looking forward to that. Another movie I'm looking forward to, The Drop, Tom Hardy, speaking of. We didn't speak of him in this episode, but, uh, him and James Gandolfini mm-hmm. are together in a like a mob style uh, story. That's just coming out. Yeah. How many more movies does 
Oh, he's been dead for like 10 years. Seems like. Uh, (laughs) The Hermsman comes out. Tommy Lee Jones directed and starring in. Uh, Got pretty good reviews as well. Dying of the Light. Uh, Nicolas Cage direct to DVD. (laughs) Religious movie. And The Interview is hitting Red Bucks this week as well. That's a lot of movies coming out. That is, yeah. I think we're going to be reviewing Lucy and St. Vincent next week. You'll have a... My cousin Joel is going to step in. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, I'll be listening. He's, Hopefully it goes well. Yeah, he's brand new to this, so... Yeah, definitely got to give him some time. Yeah. I mean, it definitely took us a long time. I, oh, my God. I don't even want to... Yeah. Like, I don't want to go back and listen to the first few episodes. Yeah, I'm sure we are god-awful. <laughs> but I'm so good now that I'll carry it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, tune in, let us know what you think, and... Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'll see you guys in a couple months, hopefully. Yes. More or less. More or less. We'll see. You can email us, the Redbox Report at Yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at the Redbox Report. I'm on Twitter at the Oil Report. Like us on Facebook. Find us on Stitcher, rate, subscribe, and review us on iTunes and on Letterboxd. I'm at the Oil Report. I'm at Casey Brady. And as always, have a good day. <laughs>